So this week, we'll talk about the role of a data science manager. And we have a special guest today, Mariano. So Mariano is actually my colleague. So Mariano works as a head of data science at Twilix Group. We've been, so I think Mariano joined uh, quite uh, before me, like you've been with Twilix for five years, right? Uh, almost, yes, yeah. almost. So when I joined uh, OLX, Mariana was a senior data scientist there, and I saw how he became a manager, how he then after that became a head of data science. Um, Mariano has 13 years of experience, almost 10 of them is in data, in data science. So he's originally from uh, Argentina, then he moved to Berlin, and uh, now he lives in Barcelona. Uh, also in your bio, I have is that he's obsessed with, and then it's unfinished. So I don't oh, know what you're obsessed with. <laughs> with product applications. Yes, okay. yes. I left, I left it hard, hard. Like I am obsessed with the product application of data science. Like that's the area I, I enjoy the most. Okay. So welcome to our event, Mariano. Thank you, Alexei, for having me. Yes. Like I think uh, it's going to be strange because I know you. Uh, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to me. Like. Uh, I think you're doing a great job with this data talks labs. And I think it's was a year very recently, so congrats on that again. Um, uh, yes, uh, I'm, I'm all yours, right? Like uh, you, you're, you're the the driver now. Yeah. So indeed, actually, I wanted to get somebody on uh, Data Talks Club podcast to talk about uh, experience of transitioning from individual contributor role to a manager role. And I couldn't think of anyone better for this conversation than you, Mariano. So, yeah. Um, but before we go into our main topic of becoming a data science manager, I wanted to ask you about your background. Can you tell us about your career journey so far? Sure. So um, I'm a computer scientist by study. Okay. I did a master back in Buenos Aires a long time ago, <laughs> like more, more years than I would like to say. Um, and But I was already working as a software developer, more or less at the same time as I was doing college. Okay, I started uh, working first as, a, first as a data analyst, then as a Java developer, uh, web developer, even um, uh, mobile, no, uh, mobile games developer, okay? But data was my passion, okay? And with doing my master, I focused a lot of that on neuroscience. So that's how I jumped into, into applications of data science in the industry. Uh, mostly because I found it more attractive to work, you know, uh, with uh, something you could experiment very often. And if you did mistakes, it was all good and, uh, that the you know that the targets were very clear, right? Objectives were sort of clear. For me, I found it very you know uh, assuring. You know, uh, then of course I changed uh, twice companies, working always in the area of data science of uh, personalis things that around personalization, recommenders, um, uh, you know, marketing, uh, user segmentation, always around, you know, e-commerce, we can say, okay? I have most of my experience in e-commerce. And then I joined recent OLX uh, almost five years ago. Uh, and, and I had an amazing experience. I, I moved across three countries and uh, worked with all type of, you know, I don't know, like that, that's amazing, all type of, you know, people, cultures, projects, um, uh, you know, endeavors, even different ways of uh, the largest organizations were also different. I don't know. It was super fun. Um, so, yes, that's my summary. I, please interrupt me because, you, well, you know me very well. I can go for hours without talking anything. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to think, how do I stop you? <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> so, tell us a bit more about what you do as a manager. So, how does your they look like uh, uh, meetings, uh, like <laughs> like not not only meetings, okay, uh, but there is huge component of spending time with people nowadays, uh, like more more than than I would like to say, okay, more like lots of meetings, uh, 
but it's mostly because they 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 they, re, they are required no they are not you know, unnecessary meetings but they, you need to spend some time with people also working on you know working on reviews and, and planning right of of uh, codes projects everything around project management uh, keeping you know the the, the large I, we we work you know Alex is a very large company so some of the time it spends uh, having you know writing a combination of reports and proposals like everything is very well documented so so there is some time on that and and the largest component and the, one of the things I enjoy the most is the mentoring and coaching and people development okay like uh, sitting uh, uh, making sure right that you help people keep growing and and being you know the best professionals they can or they want um, so I don't know. I could I could go deeper, but I think that's summarized. If, let's yeah, say that's, I, I. That's quite a I, lot of responsibilities. Yes, 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 yes. I, I uh, it takes it takes a bit of, of energy, but it's a good energy. I, it pays back. Okay, mm -hmm. it's uh, you know, not not just monetary. I'm not talking monetary. I'm talking about re, the, the everyday reward. Okay, like the. the uh, you know the satisfaction of doing it already. You know helps in doing doing it. How large is your team? How many people do you manage? Yeah, so so it, it's always changing. Okay, like uh, I think when I started, it was when I started as manager, it was five. Then it moved to uh, seven at some point. Then to four. Now we are, I think it's uh, eight to nine people. Okay, uh, and they are all with different. Uh, Seniority levels and, and roles. Okay, we have um, data scientists and machine learning engineers. Okay, uh, and we have junior and and with, for all of them we have junior, mid, and senior. Uh, each of them, you know, uh, covering different different topics and aspects and collaborating with with the rest of the company, right? Hmm. Um, so you said when you became a data, a data science manager, you. Uh, five people reported to you, so you needed to manage five people. That's quite a drastic uh, change from having zero rep yes, reports yes. to having five uh, people reporting to you. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Like I had some, let's say, experience before that. Uh, I mean, not, not experience like CV experience. I'm not something I would put in my resume, but uh, I had some experience mentoring and project management with around two people. Uh, like, uh, but it was like, uh, like, let's say light level because they were not uh, reporting to me, right? So jumping to five was, yes, was a stretch. I had to learn a lot. Lucky thing, I had many people to support me, okay? Uh, many people to, to mentor, to guide me. And, and I took an approach of, you know, uh, let's say, of presenting myself as somebody who was learning, okay? Uh, doing my best, you know, to help and, and learning on the way together with with everyone. Like, uh, like no, by no means I was, you know, uh, planning to take, you know, drastic decisions or things like that. We, without, you know, maybe consulting someone first and, and discussing with the team. I was at that time. I was, you know, relying a lot on on other people to do it. Uh, but it was good. I luckily I got to work with very, like during the first year, like my first experience. I was super lucky, uh, even though I didn't choose the team. I was super lucky with the people I got to work with because they 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 helped me instead to me, right? I helped them and they helped me uh, to grow, right? And, and like they were, you know, let's say they were very ex experienced uh, data scientists. So so it was was good good experience, very good experience. Do you remember how it happened? I guess uh, our manager <laughs> came to you and said, hey, Mariana, what do you think about managing five people at once? Or how did it happen to you? So, yeah, good point. So at that point was like, uh, like uh, we need, like, we, it was more like, uh, are you interested in this? Okay, like, is this something that interests you? And, and uh, say like, it, it will help you know, it will help the company a lot at that point. You know, uh, it was uh, with with well, uh, my current manager, Andreas. Right, like uh, we need to start you now uh, 
uh, growing the team and having you know more more people training and and yeah it was impossible like after after seven or eight people like it's already super hard to to manage right like because you're already distributing your time across uh, you know many people and the you know the quality starts to to drop like that's something you learn right like there are a certain amount of people that you're managing like it's very hard to to give your 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 full to them right uh, of course with more experience you can do it better but still uh, there is a limit uh, so yes it was like that and i said uh, I, I i i said from the uh, Okay, let's chat, right? At that point, I was having a lot of fun in the company. I still do, right? But I mean, at that point, I was like, 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 like super excited about absolutely everything. I was like, uh, uh, one year in the company. I just had moved from Argentina to Berlin, and I said, yeah, let's do it. You know, it was like, uh, it was summer that helped a lot. You know, like <laughs> in summer, you feel much more energized. So, so yeah, like. Was, uh, I, sh- I jumped in, right? I said, yes, let's do this. So, so you agreed, and then, uh, I don't know, the next day you woke up uh, being a manager and with five people reporting to you? Or, yeah. uh, like, what, what was the first thing you did when you yeah. uh, found yourself uh, managing a team? Okay, so... Uh, I, I I think I got to know it a, a, a few months in advance, but it was, you know, you know until, it, until it's... It's not announced and, and it does not happen. It, you don't know if it's going to happen or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so as soon as I knew it, I, I had like like one month or so to prepare, okay, myself. And I, luckily I was on vacations part of that. Luckily, no, well, I used, that's, that's the thing, right? Because I was so, so excited. I used not a lot, maybe, you know, one or two days of my vacation to write down my ideas, to, to think what will be my, my, my first, you know, few, you know, what things I will do, how will I structure, like, like, uh, uh, and I came, like, I, I learned that, you know, like, there is uh, uh, this practice of the um, uh, 30 and 60 and 90 days, right, your plan on, the, like, it's very like I'm, I'm not recommending to to stick to that always. I'm not saying like it should be the way, but it was a nice framework to follow. Okay, and and to structure. Okay, what I will do in the first thirty days, or in the first sixty days, like also then the first thirty days is well, meeting all the team, uh, having one on ones with all of them. Um, I started reading a lot about you know tips about management. I didn't let's say drowned on it, but I was trying to see tips here and there, right, of things that I shouldn't forget, especially on the tactical point of view, right, like uh, what to do. And yes, and then uh, midterm was learning about all the projects they were working on, making sure that I was, you know, uh, like, we didn't have to be in super detail, but I, that I understood enough to help them make decisions. Okay, be one somebody they could count on to take decisions. Uh, How did you organize that? Or did you ask them to onboard you? Did you go through the code, or what exactly did you do there? Because like it's five, uh, I don't know how many projects, but uh, like five people. I imagine it was like three to five uh, projects for you that you maybe you didn't know about yes. before. Maybe that. more because because it was people that was already in the company mm-hmm. for some time. So they so all of them will have let's say one act at least one active project plus you know one or two or maybe three of the ones you know they had already put in production at some point and were let's say maybe maintaining or or doing so. Uh, it was a bit of everything. Let's say for the I. I for some of them, I asked them, you know, to to onboard me, right? Maybe to spend one hour explaining to me. Uh, for like, I remember, like, uh, well, I don't know if they're li- maybe they're listening, maybe not. Like Piotr, who is still in the company, right? I don't know how patient he was to explain me, you know, everything about advertising, Pavel as well, right? How much they spend uh, throwing on the board and and explaining me like uh, what 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 they were doing. I was like. It was very, very challenging because you, you, it suddenly requires a lot of uh, agility, right? Like uh, you, 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 
I was, I was thinking I was, you know, super fast because I could jump into a new project and learn it fast and do it. Uh, but suddenly I was onboarding on, on, on two or three, four projects at the same time. So I had to uh, be super, you know, awakened. And thing number one is was to, uh, let's say, uh, accept that you won't have all the information and that you, and to be humble and, and of course trusted people, right? Like to, to say, uh, they 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 are the ones doing this, right? Like, and to say, always start. You know, if you have an idea, always start assuming that uh, you may have a total misconception of how the application or the or the project you're working on works, right? So you will start something like, based on what I understood, okay? Because I think maybe this could work, but maybe maybe you are starting with very wrong assumptions because like while learning things, you know, you have very partial information. Uh, so so that, that 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 for me was important. Do you That's remember it. how many times you were wrong in your assumptions? Many, many. And I, I even up to this day, I'm usually more wrong than right, okay? Uh, like maybe, maybe my, maybe, but I don't stop proposing because even if it's uh, wrong it triggers the discussion and and i think it structures knowledge around the topic uh, uh the like i i'm okay feeling stupid all the time as long as you know there is a flowing discussion and we think all the problem together right like because they would when i do this the, the stupid question then the 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 team will explain me no, you're wrong because this is, is it's not that, it's this, right? Then uh, you learn about project more. I, I learn and, uh, and and based on that, they can they can think of an alternative solution. And also because I started with the wrong assumptions, sometimes I I bring a, a solution out of the box, right? Like, because I, 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 I think something in a different structure and that triggers, you know, the, the, the you know, the lamp, the tiny lamp, the idea of, ah, that, if if this were different, this would work. So what what can make to to take it to that problem? I don't know. Yeah, like it's it's more like that. Like I'm, I'm not I'm not shy to be stupid in front of the people you report, right? I something I always said is like data science is an area that everybody specializes so much, right? Everybody works in such specific domains many times that like, it will be super arrogant to to say that you know everything you're working with, right? Like, I think that anybody who is a specialist in data science knows that you're a specialist because, you, not because you know all data scientists, because you, you are able to learn new things and adapt, but uh, there is no way you know everything, right? Like, uh, so making a measure actually does, gives you even less less knowledge right because now part of your time is is not on the technical aspects it's also part is in the, in the, in the people and, and the processes you have you have to pay attention to other areas as well mm -hmm. so, so did i understand correctly so i know that you uh, before becoming a manager you were a senior data scientist in the relevance team so you were dealing with yes. uh, recommendations mostly okay uh, yeah so yeah. i was working yes mostly everything around Such. Let's say search and recommendations, everything yeah. around, uh, you know, from the moment the user at our legs, for, for who doesn't know, it's an online classified, uh, people come to buy and sell. When they come to buy, they have more or less three ways to find things, a few more, but let's talk about the main ones. One is navigational, but they go through the categories, right? And they start applying filters. Um, the other one is through the search bar, okay, where, 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 is where it's one of the areas where we do the most applications around search, and the other one is uh, through recommendations, right? Being on the on the, on the home page, the home feed, right? Like when, when they navigate, or being in the more like this, okay? Or even when you reach out the end of the, the end of the results for search, what we recommend you to keep up following, right? Uh, searching. Uh, so this is more or less the areas I I, I was. Mm -hmm strongly, let's say, experienced right, around this area, at least for the, for the last few years. Yeah. And then you got uh, somebody, so people you, you needed to manage, we were working on advertisement projects, right? Yes, and, and a very know? specific area, yeah. yes. Like it was about uh, real-time bidding, right? 
and uh, these things. Kind of like it's actually it's actually like I like that actually confused me a lot because the I didn't know this thing beforehand, right? Like or this not in detail. Uh, like that was the first thing I was that I was aha, right? Because I assume it was the thing that we were using to uh, do publicity for LX, right? To send traffic to LX. But no, it actually was the team of the things that were uh, like the spaces we sold at OLX for third-party people advertising at, at our platform, right? Like how to optimize the different areas, you know, the real estate we have at our site, okay, and, and sell that. So how to how to do what's called yield management, right? How to personalize and how to uh, have better better, let's say, uh, performance of the of the campaigns that are sold at, at OLX. Right? So that was, ah, okay. And that was really super new for me and had to start living a lot. Uh, so you to, to basically knew nothing about this uh, domain, right? No, no, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. I was like uh, on a parachute. We say in Spanish, I was with a parachute landing, you know, and, and, and <laughs> improvising. Uh, like if, if Pavel and Piotr are listening, apologies. Okay. <laughs> I know, I know it was hard with me. Uh, I hope I have done, you know, a, a, a good job. Mm. So. so it was quite difficult for you to get. Uh, so now not only you needed to learn anything, but also you needed to manage people who are doing things that you don't know much about, right? Yes, yes. And, 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 and and then it becomes a little bit of, you know, uh, extrapolating the learnings you have as a data scientist to other areas. Because there are some things which are different, which is maybe the domain. Uh, and, the, and maybe some of the models, not all of them, but some of the models, right? Um, but there are things that don't change, okay? Uh, structuring a machine learning project, right? Uh, making sure that uh, you are, let's say, how to correctly define the, the problem statement, what type of problem you have at hand, right? You, like, even with the basic, you see if it's a regression or classification, but even later things like, uh, like, or supervised or supervised, right? But even later, like, even inside those categories, right, what type of problem you are solving, uh, what are the caveats, right? Because not everything falls into boxes automatically, right? Like, like we, even even if you want to say, right, that oh, this is a such and such problem, sometimes you can change the lens and still works, right? And so this this part is still the same. Then feature engineering also stays uh, uh, there, right? Uh, maybe a few new techniques here and there, right? Um, and also the, the whole evaluation and connecting to KPIs, right? Like uh, the monitoring, the, the, you know, the, and the, and the alerting, et cetera. Like there are many things which are common to any data science project. Uh, and also how to drive the hypothesis, right? Like when you, when you are dealing with a problem and you're stuck and you need to improve, right? Uh, which hypothesis to rise and what, how to answer them, what things to check, uh, and how to prioritize work based on, for example, impact and, and how to drive analysis in order to decide what to test next. Uh, those things, let's say that, that exercise uh, stays similar across projects, right? Like um, you, you tend to, the, the, of course, the, the coming up with the ideas and the questions is always super hard, right? Like I'm not saying it's easy, right? but I'm saying that the way of, you know, the process of uh, which stage to what, right? Uh, that helps, right? So, so I always guide the people like on, on, on this direction. Right? Uh, that, that I usually help a lot, try to help them. So you were coaching, mentoring, more in this like how to structure a project how to approach this uh, like how do we actually form yeah. the problem we have in terms of machine in machine learning terms and then measuring and all that so more like with structuring your approach and then you were leaving the domain uh, knowledge and actually actual modeling to 
Yes, or, or or even for example, when let's say like like uh, let's say we have a you know uh, uh, we have let's say that the end performance is not good enough, right? So then then first figuring out is it uh, asking the right question, right? Is in a an overfitting problem, not enough data, uh, model not strong enough, right? Uh, like a difference between you know. Uh, test sets and real and production data, like all these questions. First, I helped with this fine rate, and then once we are in this, you know, uh, we identify the problem. Right? Like now, now let's say we are, uh, let's say, uh, I don't know, overfitting, right? Then, then, then I help with all the 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 ideas around, you know, overfitting, like all the tools we have at hand, okay, to to fight overfitting. Depending on the model, of course, you know, with undersampling, oversampling, uh, regularization, et cetera, et cetera. What, how, how even feature engineering sometimes, you know, like, or, or getting more features, things like that, they always help. Or if it's, you know, not, the model is not strong enough, or the, let's say, the model is not learning, like, okay, what the extra data can we think of, thinking about the domain, right? Trying to think, sometimes it's better not to think. From the from the model point of view, but think okay, if I'm a person, right, that needs to uh, decide whatever, because I always say machine learning is automatic decision systems, right? Like you can always say it's at least the way we apply, it, right? It's data products, automatic decision systems. Not saying I wouldn't put it on a book, okay, listeners. Like I'm saying, like it's an oversimplification, but I mean it's if that machine has to take a decision. Uh, and what extra data can you provide? Right? What extra piece of information can you provide to help on that decision? Okay. And for that, you need to think a little bit like, okay, if I were to see, if I if, if I was lying, I didn't know the answer, right? And I were to ask, you know, information about something to, to make a decision, what extra information would I look for to take that decision, right? And and, and then we can think about the domain, right? How to model that, how to how to get it. Because that's always super hard, right? Getting the data, uh, and yes, and so okay. And then the other part I help a lot is navigating the organization. Like that's the part that is not so much data science, but it's more, you know, called called soft skill maybe or, or people skill. Like that is okay. So you're 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 working on this problem, and you need oh, this amount of data or integrates to this system or or figure out how this part of the system works. So making the connections, right? Like uh, making the, the, the conversations happen because like, even though we like to think that in an ideal world, things are not always super like perfectly documented or perfectly clear how things work in, in a company like as big as this one, like sometimes it's, it's challenging, right? Um, I think one thing you didn't mention is that you, also help a lot from what I see is connecting uh, product people from product management with data science and helping uh, translate, uh, be a translator between uh, between the product managers and data scientists. That's uh, something that is quite important thing because sometimes data scientists, uh, uh, well, I remember myself, we tend to work on things that uh, do not necessarily make user impact. They're just fun to work on right? and then but yeah, product I, managers come I, with some ideas and then how do you connect these things? Yeah, like maybe maybe I forgot to mention, but some like if I can put something on what, if I can choose one thing like the key to, let's say to, let's call it success. I don't know, like you can't think if it's success or not, but I mean, we can call it success. Like the key to my success is this obsession with product applications, like making sure that the data science solution is, let's say, impacting the, the, the final user, right? That, uh, that it's helping someone, right? That, uh, that, that somebody gets a benefit out of your work uh, and not just yourself for the, 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 and not just yourself for doing, right? That somebody will receive this cool thing, almost magical, right? That is data science and, and have a, you know, and solve one of their problems, you know, that uh, otherwise it will be uh, uh, much more complex, right? Like, I think we all leave it on every day, right? Like when you see something, oh, how did, I don't know, whatever. Google, like, uh, 
and find all the pictures of my cats, right? And <laughs> I couldn't do that even if I wanted, right? Like you go through all the pictures of all the pictures of my cat and that changes your life because now you can see a collection of, even better, like all the pictures of my mom, right? And I can see them all together. And it's, that's so nice, right? Like to see uh, like so many memories. Well, the, I want to achieve the same on people, right? I want to create these this moments of, oh, aha, like this is like my life changed because of this, you know? Uh, like sometimes not so direct and not so joyful, like or, or not more mundane. Let's call it more, more every day, okay? Because I, I, I'm more realistic also. But yes, I find it. I find it uh, that 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 drive. And then then how, something that I put a lot of my mind is what are the steps, right? How do you get from this, uh, let's say. Uh, uh, a static data set and a model and optimizing on a on, on rock out, you know, but all the way that that work you spend, right, impacts Process the user. That that, that 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 bridge, right? Because there is a huge gap. Like you have a model, right? You have the pickle file or you have the you know the TensorFlow model, and then what do you do with it, right? Like uh, you cannot give it to the user, right? Um, you cannot give it a pickle file and expect them to to enjoy it. Um, so, so yes, how to connect it to iter the normal iterations of a product company, right? Like, uh, like experiment with uh, like I think it's one of the key, let's say, words here. Like, uh, go and test your things quickly. Start with a very simple thing. If I can recommend. One reading today, maybe it would be uh, for me, it's very inspirational. The rules of ML, okay. I think it's something Google shares a lot. And you remember and the just, first rule of machine learning? Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, don't, don't hesitate to try a rule, right? Yeah, I think it's uh, like don't uh, use machine learning or start without machine learning. I think that's uh, yes, one, yes, right? yes. And, and, I, and I get tired of repeating that, of course, you know, especially with more with. With more junior people that you know, they come very ambitious. I see myself there, right? I was also there, right? It's the same way for you go to university and they tell you, no, the first year you're not going to do programming, right? Like, but I came to study programming. No, that first year you will be, you know, uh, uh, doing math. And you say, no, I want to program. The same here, right? Like sometimes the project, when it starts, uh, it doesn't need the model, it needs everything around it, right? It needs the Getting the data, uh, an evaluation, a good evaluation metric, a system to connect it to the user, a way to 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 experiment or maybe uh, try it, right? A, a simple, a very simple and, and maybe a, you know poor pipeline, right? But something that you can run a few times, right, and regenerate things. Maybe not productionalized, but something that you can reuse, right? And because you want to fail fast. You don't want to spend the risk is too high, right? Like if you say no, in six six months, and we all think no, it's like we all think on a machine learning project, and you say, uh, product manager asks you, how long is going to take you? And you think to yourself, oh, I'm going to have a very good solution, it will take me two months. No way, like nobody takes two months to finish something. If you are going to work two months, it's going to be six because you will just spend the first two and then getting the data modeling and, and making it maybe a small demo. So it's better to start with the simplest model you can do and connect it to the user in the first two months. You will see even a drop, that's okay. And now you know you can measure that drop and that if you put, once you have a better model down the line, right? That can be that baseline, uh, you will be able to measure, right? And, and from modeling to testing in production won't take you no time, right? You, you, you code, you, you know, you, you work on your notebook, you test, you evaluate. Is it green light? Okay, green light to test. And you go to test in production and, and you can decide then if you want to move forward or not, right? And then you, you have these incremental, incremental gains, right? Like I haven't read many books around agile and, and data science, but maybe you have one to recommend. If you had to recommend one, Alexi, what would it be? 
No, I don't know. I like Chris BM, but there is no book Chris about BM. this. But uh, yeah. yeah, just an article in uh, Wikipedia. I think there is a book, but uh, I think I, I like this process. It's a very old process. It's like 20 years yeah. old or something like this. Okay. Surprisingly, it's still valid today. Uh, yeah, yeah. So all these things uh, like business understanding, then data understanding, then data processing or data preparation. I think it's called then modeling, then evaluation and deployment. I think it's still valid today, even though I don't know where they deployed uh, IBM folks 20 years ago, what they used for that. Yeah, they, they, I, at that point, there was already Shara, so the concept mm -hmm. of deep learning was there. Yeah, that's, that's course, interesting. Yes. I, 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 if something I like once, of course, once once you you get through, let's say the, the technical challenges of doing data science, uh, let's say that that you know how to code, you know how to model, you you understand how to evaluate, you you, you know you cover at least all the basics, right? You can, there is always time to learn, you know, the complex, very complex modeling stuff, right? But uh, whoever is doing data scientists will tell you the model in our company, the modeling part is no more than five to 10% of your time, right? Like, uh, uh, like, of course, I'm talking about a year average, right? And maybe there is one full month you are modeling, but in, in, but in overall, like you will be a lot of doing, mm -hmm. uh, understanding the problem, getting the data, connecting it to production. Okay, that, that's the most time demand. For me, the, once you get through this technical, challenge for me the next thing is learning this like uh, like because it it takes you have so little time to do the modeling part okay uh, that uh, you have so little that you better spend it on the things that are going to be impactful you have limited time to work on the on the model and the part you enjoy so so there are so many things to try, right? We know it's a very dense, you know, like it's a very deep area, right? Like, uh, like there are so many things to try and to experiment. So prioritizing the right thing to do at, at each point in time for me is, is what differentiates, let's say, the, the good from the bad data scientists. Because like there are many data scientists that will know how to, let's say, how to do each of the possible things you can do. No, they know how to model, they know how they know all the possible layers, they know all the possible techniques for cross-validation, hyperparameter tuning. They they know like end-to-end -end all the modeling part, right? They they have no problem. But then they struggle a lot to decide what to do, right? Which of all these things I should be prioritizing at some point in time. And for me, here it comes like connecting it to the to the product, right? Like you start with the problem, what problem you have, then you do the experiment, you see what you saw in the experiment, right? And then you translate that, you know, you do back propagation in the process. Right? You, 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 you bring it back all the way to, you know, all the way to, to at which stage, you know, will, will have the most impact on that problem and you apply it. Yeah, right? I don't know. I, 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 yeah, that's that's great. And uh, as a manager, you help uh, uh, people with this process to help them, you know, help them stay focused on that, connecting it with the real problem. And then sometimes I remember I was also in one of these projects where you would say, okay, hey, enough, let's uh, focus on actually, um, you know, integrating it with the product and then uh, making sure that this is uh, getting consumed and then iterating on that. I think this is quite important that somebody tells you and then you think, okay, yeah, that's correct. I should uh, I should try to wrap up and uh, start iterating. Right? That's one of the things you're doing. Right? Yes. Um, you were talking about this 30, 60, 90 uh, technique. Yes. So you said in yeah. the first, like the first month you would, uh, and uh, when you were talking about your process of transitioning from individual contributor to a manager so you said yeah. that in the first month you wanted to meet the team right so you you were meeting the entire team you were doing a bit of reading then in the next month so this is the 60 part midterm so you were trying to get onboarded and understand all the projects that the team was working on and also learn a bit about the domains so the main of these projects and I wanted to ask you what was in the this in the third month in the 90th part. Okay. I, I, 
while you're telling me this, you know, I went and opened the file, like, uh, like because I couldn't remember, but here it is. Like, uh, on the tell map, I did feedback, okay? Like, uh, because there was no point for me giving any type of feedback until spending at least one quarter, right? At least one round. I didn't give like lots of feedback uh, at that point, let's say not critical one. Like I think everybody was, uh, let's say, uh, 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 working fine at that point. But um, I, I took the time to, you know, to, to give back what I think it was my opinion. But I, I delayed that until the very last case because I wanted to make sure that I have a full view of the situation before giving any type of feedback because I, uh, I I saw myself the other way, right? Sometimes you do like all of us have had managers, right? Uh, all the time I'm comparing, okay, what I would like and I will dislike, right? I, I, I put a little bit of my personal touch, right? Like I, I treat people the way I would like to be treated uh, because uh, I don't know, it feels okay. Like it feels, uh, uh fair right um or even better of course like better than i will treat so i would like somebody to treat me right and i don't like somebody coming in the first two months and telling me that i'm doing things mm -hmm. wrong right with like like not because i'm not doing them right but you know it, it already generates this distract that somebody is uh touching you by by the cover right because it you want to spend some more time, maybe even 60 days, maybe an, or, or 60 or 70 days are not enough, okay? But uh, let's see. But already I, I felt like after one quarter of working uh, on projects and being able to do iterations on uh, working with OKRs and seeing how, how the team performs, let's say, on, on how they were structuring the projects at that time, uh, Made, made sense to, to already give some hints and start working on that, okay? Uh, so it was feedback, right, in the last? So you were giving feedback to yes, people you managed? Yes, well, well, even if it was not bad, okay, but giving already my opinion, let's say, on, on, on what I saw so far, like, uh, uh, because I, I put a, yeah. Yeah, how do you give feedback? Because this is not something you know how to do as a senior data scientist. Uh, well, sometimes you do, but this is not the, let's say, main responsibility. But as a manager, this kind of becomes your main responsibility, yeah. right? So how do you approach yeah. giving the feedback in such a way that uh, uh, people can receive it mm -hmm. and not yeah. be, um, let's say, against and become defensive? Because this well, sometimes, uh, yeah, this is challenge, right? It's challenging. Yeah. Well, dep first depends on the feedback. There on the person, like, um, like, like maybe for people hearing, like, depends on how you are, how the other person is, and what the feedback is, right? The, the, the three parts of the communication. But I, I, I had good mentors, and one, one of them, I can't remember who, but one of them told me that. Like, especially when you're going to give a feedback that you feel uncomfortable giving, right? The first things, first thing you ask is to the person is if they are interested in receiving feedback, okay? Because like that's that's first thing, right? You have to start the conversation with, hey, like uh, like are you interested in receiving feedback? Yes, no. Some people don't don't like it, just don't like it or don't trust you or. Thing, especially at the very beginning, right? Later on, you build that trust, okay? But at the very beginning, maybe uh, you have to ask. Second is, or maybe second, no, first is caring, you know, about that person. Like, that you give that figure, you're giving that figure because you care about them, because you think it will make them better, okay? Or that it will help them. Um, and, and that already puts you in a position where, where, where you don't feel that wrong. You never give a feedback like this is what you should, you have to do, right? Except very clear things. You know, if somebody is uh, behaving in a very you know, unacceptable behavior, but that happens, you know, I, I think in my, in, in more than three years, I think it, I, I saw it just once, you know, and, and you don't have even to think it. You just, have a one-on-one say don't do that okay like like that, that's that's the easiest feedback to give right when somebody 
that is something that is unacceptable for a professional man. But then for giving tips or feedback or things that you think are harming that person progress, okay? Uh, you should start saying that it's, uh, that it's an advice, that it's something uh, you feel it could help them, that you may be wrong, okay? Like that you're a manager and you're giving feedback doesn't make you right. Okay, like, and and when you start like that, like, like you you say, I mean, at least at least for me, I I say it because I feel like that. I feel like I give them my opinion and what I think. Okay, and I, of course it it's it's uh, I won't lie to you. The 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 opinion of your manager also impacts your your professional career. It's impossible to deny it. Okay, like. Uh, it's it's how things grow, unfortunately. But um, let's say the 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 end of the line is that like that you do it from the point that you care. That you open the possibility, right? That uh, that you may be wrong with the feedback, okay? But uh, and that you give them the space to th to think about it and to see if they reflect on that, if they think the same, and if you think it will help them, okay? Um, maybe too generic. We can maybe do an exercise and give it with a concrete sample. I don't know if it's the objective of today, but uh, yeah. yeah. But basically, like it boils down to caring about the person, and then uh, when you're not close, uh, like maybe in the first months, you ask first, and then I guess the rest is uh, just happens naturally, right? Okay. Yeah, and having feedback often also helps. Like, uh, like having regular one-on-ones, right? Yes, yes. Like uh, one-on-ones, like for me as a manager, they should happen at least once a week. Except that, of course, like with a very senior person, maybe 30 minutes or 15 minutes catch up uh, once a week, that's fine. But, but don't don't feel, like you, you will feel compelled like if there is no topics to skip it, but there is always something to talk, even at least to say, like now even more with remote setup, right? Even at least to say hi and see how the other person is doing. Like uh, people go, you know, through personal matters all the time or, or you know, like you're, you're trapped in the everyday work, right? To the problems and, and world is bigger, right? I, I always have this, I don't know, philosophy. Right? The, same, the same one as, as I told you that I treat people, you know, better, like the same or better. The other one I have is people spend a huge percentage of their conscious life at work. Okay. So it has to be not just a nice place. It has to be a place of growth. You know, it has to be a place of, uh, you know, it's a, it's, it's a place where what you're doing, like, that in some in some way feels like a game, right? Like like not a game. It's not a game, but I mean, like it's a place where you can make mistakes and they are not so harmful. Okay, like when in real life the, the mistakes are much more like real life. Everything is real life. I mean, like your personal life, making mistakes is much more harmful, right? While at work, like like you can always change your work or change theme or or or. Or start from scratch and change the project. You know, making mistakes is, is, is a, at work is, is a safe place to do it, and it should be. Okay? Like, and learning from those mistakes. I don't know. I feel it's a place to learn a lot, not just about your profession, but also life, right? Like how to relate to other people. I don't know. I I, I have that as philosophy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's that's nice. I noticed that uh, last time I checked questions, there were none, but now I checked there are four. So better we oh. get uh, two questions. So the first question is, what's the hardest thing you have, uh, you need to deal with as a manager? Let me think. I'm thinking, okay, I think there was more than one, but maybe I can. You can give multiple. Yes, I can tell you. Yes, I can tell you. Uh, 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 losing losing someone in the team that uh, you know that was very close to the team and was you know like uh, like it's like sometimes there are people that that come to 
their team and maybe don't completely, you know, involve or not. But when you sometimes, when, but when somebody is, they are very good. They bring that team spirit. They, they, they work, you know, uh, uh, to make they not just themselves, but everybody around them have a better time. Uh, seeing them live is super painful. Like, no, you never get used to that. Mm-hmm. Like, well, uh, how do you deal with this? Just accept that people move on, right? Is there uh, any other uh, way? Uh, you first is why because you the same as when you get feedback. Like you you wish them the best. Okay, you you. You think they are, let's say, uh, if they choose that, it's because they think it's the best for them. So you support, right? Like, I think uh, uh, supporting that person on their life choices, right, is is what a manager should do, right? Yeah. Sorry, I got emotional. (laughs) Like, who would ask that question? (laughs) Um, But yes, that's. That's the like, that's the, one of the hardest ones for me. Right. Yeah, understand. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have time to do technical work as a manager or not at all? Well, depends on how. Depends a lot. Um, like a straight answer, uh, mostly not. Like you shouldn't be on the critical path of any project. Like no project should depend on your work. Otherwise, you will. You will be like your role as a manager is unblocking, let's say, making a facilitates and, and making sure that the, let's say that every project is, is on time and, and people can work easily. So if you say no, I will work on the most important class of the project, uh, step aside, wait for me, you will have something pop up because you as a manager, there's always something pop up that is urgent. So you cannot work on that. So but you can do still a lot of things. You can, uh, if you you can do prototypes. You can uh, do uh, you know participate in the merge request. Do review a lot of code. I read a lot of code. Right. I spend a lot of time reading code. I try to. It's like instead of reading Twitter, I read code every morning. Right. Like uh, I I <laughs> I spend a, I. That was something I also enjoy a lot. Like like a, maybe humility apart. Without humbleness, right? I can say that I I can I can read code and I can read code fast, right? I can I, I like navigating lots of code. So whenever somebody is code in my team are coding or some other team is coding, I will jump in and and, and, and read a lot of code until suggestions, I mention libraries. Of course, not as a blocker, right? Usually I try to do more as a suggestions, right? Or or things like that. And for junior people, I of course I will I will mention the things I think they should be improving, right? Things that I feel like they, they could, not, not that I want to see that, I think they will benefit because uh, if you have code for some time, uh, you know that you hate your code in six months, okay? So so I just give tips so they hate it less in six months, you know, from that point in time, right? Uh, like I try to, to help on that area. So mostly you spend time reading code, giving feedback on code, then sometimes prototypes, but mostly code, right? Do you, are you also involved in um, like architectural discussions and? Uh... Yes, yes, yes. I, the thing is, for example, now in my team, I have some uh, some machine learning engineers, which are quite senior. So like, I, they are very good, okay? So, so I'm relying more and more, for example, like, they, they, they do quite a big chunk of that, right? But at the beginning, yes, I was working very, very close to that area. I still do, right? But nowadays there is more people that, that can solve it, or, you know, on their own. And they do very good solutions, right? But even better, like even better now, like way better, but whatever I can, I can say. So, so yes. Okay, yeah, thanks. And uh, another question we have is, uh, how do you suggest uh, managers should deal with bad hires? Oh, that's a tricky one. Okay, that's a tricky one. Um, yes, it's a, it's, a, it's always a dilemma. Like, uh, like, 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 of course, like I will say something uh, uh, that uh, the, the, whoever did the question will hate me. 
the first thing to do with a bad hire is have very good interviews, okay? <laughs> like it's better to take longer to hire somebody, but to be super sure that that person will do, you know, like even at the expense of having longer processes of interviewing processes and uh, losing candidates because, you know, they're accepting other offers somewhere else and you took longer than to win the situation because you lose more time. It's like you lose more time hiring somebody, onboarding, and then realizing they're not working than uh, spending maybe having to interview the double the amount of people, okay? Uh, the, then once you have it there, right, let's say the situation already happened, uh, depends what's the notice period in each country, okay? So every country has different notice period, but uh, let's say, uh, if it's like share money, that is six months notice period, which is huge. Yeah, probation period, to. right? Yes, what did I say? Notice, notice. right? Yeah. Yes, probation period, yes. Uh, if you uh, are uh, such a long probation period, then at the three months, you can already do a, 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 a you know, a evaluation, right? And uh, uh, at that point in time, you can, what you can do, uh, is uh, give, if you think it's not working, right? Or if you also if you think it's working, right? But uh, if you think it's not working, you give feedback, okay? You say, I think it's not working because this, 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 you know, I think you're not on time or whatever, your call is not good enough or it's not working, right? Uh, and for the people that is performing well, you also give them, hey, you're doing fine, like, because people are very stressed on the probation period. So it's good to give them reassurance if, if you think they're doing fine because, you know, there is no point in people feeling uh, without confidence uh, if, if they're doing fine. Um, so if it's a shorter period, then make sure to do some, some evaluation like one month before, okay? And give not just the feedback, but also what we call at our company, all the companies have similar things, uh, uh, you know, a, a development plan, right? Like these are the things we think you're not doing well. And as a manager saying, I, you can improve them by doing this, you know, like so having some suggestions, not that they have to, because everybody learns in a different way. Okay? Some people prefer courses, some people prefer hands-on, some people prefer, uh, you know, a mix or being mentor, right? Somebody teaching them, uh, but, but at least, but it's not just saying what's not working, also giving them some possible path, okay? And opening the door to, for them also to figure out, you can think it together, right? How to how to improve on those areas. And well, and if you buy probation period, is 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 no signs of improvement, right? Because if there is signs and you're willing to wait, then the person can keep improving. Okay. Uh, but if there is no signs of improvement, then like well, you have to stop the relationship. Unfortunately, like it's it's best for for both. Okay. Like and. Uh, it's not only good for the company, it's also good for the employee because otherwise there will stay a situation where they are always underperforming and people will, they, they, they end up with a stigma, right? That they're always with a stigma of being the one that doesn't perform. They, they cannot grow in the company much easily later on because they, there was a stigma that you, you started, you know, super bad, right? Uh, so, yes. Then if it's after the probation period, oof, that's even trickier, right? Uh, and takes longer. Of course, I always like, it's very important to give people the opportunity to give this development plan uh, and make, you know, and work with them, spend some time. It, it's the kind of situation actually demands the most amount of work uh, uh, for the, for, in comparison to the results, obviously, right? But it's gratifying in the end, like when people like, when people like react to that and start working, it's, it's quite gratifying. Like, and actually, it's 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 good uh, situation. Like, not everybody is all the time super performing. Like, it will happen at some point of your career, right? That you are under right expectations. Uh, so it's good to have a heads up and somebody to to hold your hand for a bit to indicate you the path. I think that's good to have a manager doing that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's nice to have a manager like you. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, you have to, by the way, you have to ask my team, not me, if I'm doing the right work, right? Like, okay, uh, yeah, right, exactly. Maybe for the next interview, I'll invite somebody from. <laughs> yes, uh, like I kind of couldn't be saying anything. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you have time for one more question? Sure, sure. I'm all yours, yes. Yeah. So how do you keep up uh, with the latest advancement in the areas? Uh, like you, you need to guide the team, right? Uh, yeah. So how do you keep up to with the developments to be able to guide the team? Yes, yes. Mm, good one. Um, well, there is not... I, I, I received this question in the past. Uh, for me, there is no recipe, okay? Something I have very, let's say, very internalized because I learned it the hard way, uh, except that you're working at the, 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 the big ones, you know, the, the, the Microsoft, Google, Facebook, Apples of the world, right? Like, or, or, or you're working on something very niche or very, very AI specific, okay? Like an AI centric company, a company that does AI. Uh, I don't try things that have not been proven before, okay? In the sense of, no, it's not that it has to be one-to-one, -one, something that somebody did before, but I usually try to, to try things that, uh, let's say, except that the conditions don't allow it, right? But I usually try to think, try, like trying things that uh, some other company in a similar domain have tried in the past, okay? So then what, something I'd really like to follow very closely is, what other companies are doing, okay, with their in their data science team? What's working for them? What's not working for them? And whenever I see that they're using something new, right, that they were not using before, uh, that I'm not aware, I go and study. I also am particularly interested in NLP, right? NLP is uh, the area I started, so I really like it. So whenever there is something new, you know, like it was Elmo at the time, now Bert, and you know, the, the Transformers area, it's nowadays there. The thing and all the pre-trained pre things, I try to say I'm not cutting edge. I, to be honest, I don't. I don't need to be, let's say, a modeling part. I'm not cutting edge. The part that for me it really pays off to be, let's say, more cutting edge or more, let's say, super, being on the on the on the on the latest is all the area around the engineering point of view of data science. Okay, because that way I think we're very delayed as as a as a, as a or, or, or let's say our traits, the world of data science, right? Uh, is past due at least five years, right? With the practices, like as, as a profession, it grew super fast, right? Like we had now probably 10X the amount of data scientists uh, that we had five years ago. Uh, and the practices uh, to work in such a large teams across the companies uh, are, are adapting all the time because it's something new to work with so many data scientists. So that's the only thing I keep up super up to date, right? Uh, what we call, I don't know, MLOps, uh, you would call it, or, or uh, I, guess. Uh, I guess, right? I think we have, we have talked about this a few times with Alex. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like uh, yes, that's yeah. it. What is MLOps? What is not? Yeah, but uh, I basically yeah. productionizing the machine learning, right? And yeah. also all the processes and how people communicate, uh, yes. like how the process looks like, what are the tools yes. that we need to use. The, uh, exactly. The, the systems around the processes, right? Mm -hmm. or, or how each other shape each other, right? Like, uh, like the systems to support the processes to, to make it easy, right? Uh, like the, also the right level of, uh, you know, uh, uh, lean, you know, that the things are simple to use, but at the same time they help you and they don't, they, 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 that they help you with the process, they make an efficient process, but they are not a, can I, can I insult, right? They are not a pain in the ass, right? Like I'm, I'm very allergic to bureaucracy, right? So when the process takes you more than the time than the, the, the thing you're actually doing, for me, it's not working, right? But uh, yeah. Yeah, I just took a look at the questions I prepared for you and I realized that um... I covered only like 10% of them. <laughs> That's my fault. I thought you yeah, speak too much. Uh, <laughs> no, but like we actually diverged and I think it uh, turned out to be better than uh, what I had in mind. So yeah, thanks a lot for joining us today. Thanks a lot for sharing your uh, story with us, uh, for sharing your experience. Also this 90, 60, what, 30, 
6090. Yeah. yeah, I think it's uh, it's useful. I should have talked to you before I became a manager and uh, do that thing as well. <laughs> like when I was uh, doing the transition. Yeah, so thanks a lot. And thanks everyone for joining us today for asking questions. I should have started asking questions uh, because we still have a couple of left. But yeah, maybe we will keep them for some other time. We can do a follow-up or with another manager also. Yeah, perhaps. Okay, thanks, Mariana. Thanks a lot. Uh, thanks everyone as well for joining. And yeah, oh, by the way, I wanted to ask okay. you one last thing. Yeah. How can people find you if they have a question for you? Ah, okay. So I think uh, best way will be through LinkedIn or my personal email, okay? I My LinkedIn, I think it's M Semelman. Okay, you can find me like that. I think we were talking at the beginning, right? Uh, if you just Google me, you know, you just Google my name, I'm the only one. Okay? So I was lucky and unlucky to have a very strange time. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, thanks. That's uh, That was the last thing I wanted to ask you. So thanks.